0: Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us for the second hour. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese of Twin Cities Live. Hi, friends. I love being with you. This is such a good Saturday. We've had such good chats and conversations already so far, and we've still got an hour to go.
1: I know. We totally do. And this is one of my favorite little segments on the show, maybe because it was my idea.
0: I think it was. (laughs) I know. I think it was that first summer. And then then there's another one we used to do called, wait, what was that? Remember that? Our little, um, are the, like when you would drill down on one ingredient and it was like, and we called it, wait, what was that?
1: Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. We need to, we need to get back to that. I know. But it's, it's a fun part of the show because it's just little random things that we're obsessed with. Right. So guess what? It's time for top two in
0: hour two. Give him the old oh, one, two. One, two, one two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two.
2: Pick your best two.
0: In hour two.
2: All right, give me a yeah. two. With him, with it, him. with
0: Alright, so the couple things that we are obsessed with I'm going to give you my first one first and that is, I'm going to drill down into this whole share of strength, which is happening uh, the Taste of Our Nation Hot List event which is happening on Thursday at the Nicollet Island Pavilion and it is a really, really fun event for everybody to kind of run around there's like, I mean, it's kind of nuts how many chefs and restaurants are there handing out snacks and doing really great things and then the bartenders, you know, your star bartenders uh, Mark, Eric, Marco from Colita is going to be there great. and doing all sorts of sips and stuff that you can just kind of walk up get a sip get a snack walk around you can talk to the chefs themselves it's a really great opportunity and it helps feed local kids you guys great i know it's really about because you know a lot of charities i think people kind of get like i don't really know what this is doing i don't know how this is going to affect things this is money that gets used in our local community and yeah. it really really helps and so the hot List event i mean it's a uh, I think it's like an $85 general admission ticket. That's not that much for a bunch of hours of eating and drinking. You'd think about it. You're going to be full when you leave there, and that's like a dinner, basically, right? It's a great cause. I know. It's a really great cause. So, please... And also, here's the other thing, you guys. These restaurants who are putting their time up and volunteering, I mean, they're the ones who are donating to this, right? No. The restaurant community is the most generous community there is. And it's tough for them. And some of them, you know, told us, we can't do it this time. We're going to have to wait till September to the other event or, you know, because labor is tough. And, you know, it was a really hard winter for everybody. It wasn't a great spring. And so budgets are tight right now. And right. so the ones who are there, you guys are showing up to help end hunger. And I feel like we're doing, we should do our part, get a ticket, walk around, support them, go visit their restaurants so that they can do this again next year. So great. So I'm going to let you know that I'm going to put the link up on the show page, uh, for tickets. Tickets are available still. And then also again on the weekly dish. Uh, Facebook page we we have a question going and if you comment on it there's a chance that you can actually win tickets to it. So there's that. Okay, what's your first one? Okay, my first one is
1: something that I think that you should run and pick up and make for your dad tomorrow. Okay. Father's Day coming up. Okay, for the dad in your life. Yep. So, um, Charlie Corey from Big Steer Meats, yes. which is a great butcher shop in St. Paul. Okay. They're outstanding. Yeah. Uh He was on Twin Cities Live earlier in the week, and he has brought this particular steak that they have multiple times, and it's so good. It's really? called the Al Capone Steak. The okay? Al Capone Steak. It's called the Al Capone Steak, and you can get it at Big Steer Meats, and he assured me that they would have a lot of them today. So if you want to pop over there and get some. So what it is, is I'm 99% sure it's a ribeye that they then um slice in half, they sort of butterfly, okay? Yeah. Open it up, and then they stuff it with um cheese. They stuff it with capicola, ham, and then they also put green olives in it, and then they... Put it back together and tie a little twine around it. Oh, Lord. And they have very specific cooking instructions, but you can do it on a grill. You could do it on a flat top. You could do it on whatever. Yeah. And you do, um, he'll tell you, but I think it's like four minutes one side, seven minutes the other side, four minutes back, or something like that. Yeah. And that what that does is it keeps it perfectly together. And then you cut into it and you get like the salty olive, the salty, like little spicy uh, of the capicola is unmatched yeah. that he puts in there you get like the fatty steak and um the cheese <sighs> melting in and it is so phenomenal and it's like this beautiful special thing like super seasoned oh. delicious <sighs> the al capone steak it's called the al capone steak it's at big steer meats where's big steer it's and, up in. and um yeah they're in oh gosh let me look um they're in saint paul they're right on it's mini ha I linked it up. So okay, you can yeah. link it up on the Facebook yep. page and you can check out 1766
0: exactly. East Minnehaha. Okay. Yeah, in St. Paul. Okay. And they
1: are just really great. And they, they're they open only until 3 on Saturday, which is today. They're closed today. on Sunday. So you oh, can, if you want to make it, you got to get there today. Right. Or just think about it for the rest of your summer. If you want to do a fun steak night, go there and, um, and meet them and have a little chat. And they're just like a great butcher community too where they're happy to just help you through. And when you see, I mean, the sign looks... Unobtrusive. It's nothing yeah. fancy. It just says big steer meats. Wow. It's wow. Deli sandwiches to go on I, the side
0: of the building. I gotta love that. Hello. Yeah. Oh, it's just down the uh, street from the Dariette drive-in. Yes. I love the Dariette. Great. There you, you go. Pizza so that's burgers. my first thing. You gotta try this. I okay. think you would love I'm this. I'm totally Al in for this. I'm already like, I already just put a little ping in that and I am gonna get there and do that. Boom. I love it. And what's your number two? All right. So my number two is actually gonna be the rhubarb syrup that I made this last week and the reason I know we've talked a lot about rhubarb and all the rest but I kind of want you to know that uh I made it and I didn't make it with sugar because you know that I'm more savory than I am sweet yes so I also don't love sweet cocktails too much and the whole point of this was to put it in maybe a drink right Mm -hmm. so I followed the advice of the New York Times and I, I put a ton of my chopped up rhubarb stalks in a pan great just covered them with water and I stuck in a whole vanilla bean and that's it. No sugar whatsoever. And I got to tell you, that's magic. Really? Yeah. So it's not too crazy tart? No. Because the vanilla bean softens it. It softens it anyway because you're boiling it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. And, and I I don't know. Maybe my rhubarb is soft anyway because it's not super, super red. You know, it's got a lot of, you know, mine is at the green point where it's kind of getting green. Yeah. Um. But it is, Uh. it was, I, I kind of was thinking this wasn't going to work and I strained it out. I strained everything out and I kept the vanilla bean on the side. And, you know, I split the vanilla bean, which you can buy anywhere. You know, like they have them in the little glass jars in the spice aisles of most grocery stores. Yeah. And they're expensive. I'll, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, two beans is like 15 bucks at once, I mm-hmm. think. So. Um, but I, you, all you do is you run your knife down the middle and you just kind of split it open a little bit and you stick it in the pot 20 minutes on the boil and it kind of reduces. And then I put it on simmer and it reduced down a little bit more. And then I strained it all out and I put the syrup or the, I guess it's not even a syrup. It's almost like a tincture and I put it into a little bottle and it has, you take a sip of it and it's sort of like, it's got that like tartness to it, but it's got that waft of vanilla. Like it's, it's present enough so that your brain kind of thinks it's sweet. And I put it with gin, and that was beautiful. Okay, that's so good. Well, tart things, yeah.
1: are so. I mean, tart things are so good for you too. Yes. Like you know, you know, I sing the praises of tart cherries nonstop, yes, and yes, I just yes. am like, a, I am apparently the president of the tart you are. cherry tree you fan are. club. You are. I love tart cherries so much, but they are have so many health benefits. Yeah. It's like I mean, and especially rhubarb. It's like that thing that just grows out of the earth that. Is local that is just so good for you. It's and
0: it's nuts. But it we back. do kind of ruin it when we like
1: jam pack a yeah, whole I, bunch and, of sugar in there. And
0: I've never been a big sweet. And I've always said I'm not a fan of rhubarb, and that's because I don't love the sugariness it gets. And I think part of my brain is telling me always you don't you want it to be tart. Yeah. And so I got to tell you, the other thing I did with that is I put it into and people don't believe that this is going to be good, but a little bit of whiskey with like a li- like a little normal bourbon uh, and then a little bit of soda and that rhubarb vanilla syrup i
1: believe you that that's it good it was so good it that was so fantastic. it was like
0: a it was like a bourbon spritz and it was great.
1: That's great. And I'm
0: totally gonna drink that tonight. Okay, that's a great idea. I know. Okay, my second, second thing
1: one. that I think that you should make is this buttermilk green goddess dressing oh my that God. I had on Twin Cities Live this week. So um I'm obsessed with making my own like ranching yes. dressings right so now. So it's like it's it's its own kind of ranch. But here was a little twist. So it was um Emily Parent is a dietitian and she works with Coburns and Coburn's deliver. So she came on the show and she was showing us just like some fun things to make. This dressing was so fabulous because it had a little bit of a twist on the greens. Yeah. So it had chives, parsley, and a little bit of tarragon. Ooh. And the tarragon made it so good. Now, I have like a love affair with the chicken tarragon salad sandwich at Brueger's from when I was in high school. Because <laughs> I used to get it in high school. And the Apple Valley Brueger, shout out to you. Shout out. And I love that flavor of tarragon, but I feel like... I don't use tarragon enough. So I grew tarragon tarragon and I never used it. And
0: I'm like, why am I not using this? Why am I growing tarragon? So
1: if you're growing it or you're thinking, I just want to pick some up, or maybe you have fond memories of some dish with tarragon, this is a great way to put it in. So we linked up the recipe and um, it's mayo, it's buttermilk. So fun thing to get some buttermilk if you want to do your pancakes. And then I always look for ways to use up the rest of the carton. Otherwise you don't. You don't. Um, they
0: have the cute little like half pints now. That's so smart. Which I'm like,
1: yes, super smart. Chives, parsley, tarragon, lemon juice, a couple of anchovy fillets, Ooh. garlic, and yes. salt and pepper. And it makes this really delicious, thick dressing. And then you could thin it out if you wanted it to be a little bit runnier. Mm-hmm. But the one, the way that she made it just with this recipe, it was drizzled over a salad and fantastic. And we were also just dipping veggies into yes. it. Mm-hmm. Steph. I mean. And it was the tarragon. Yeah. So I just had never had that in something. And you could taste the chives and the parsley felt really normal and comforting and great. But the tarragon added something beautiful. So it was a buttermilk green goddess dressing the recipes linked up
0: and the anchovies let's not be afraid of anchovies i don't want to eat anchovies i don't want them on my pizzas like some people do and stuff but i will put them in any salad dressing i could they put are them in a dressing they are so beautiful that way and they give you that umami they give you that oil they give you that salt and you could probably do like a little bit of an anchovy paste yeah, you don't you have want to buy, to buy, a, buy like, tube like whole or a whole tin. Yeah, a yeah. whole tin yeah and they're hard to scrapey anyway so yeah buy a little paste and just toss that in it's a little umami moment that's a good hit. You gotta oh my make God. This dressing. I was making dressing the other day, and yeah. like some of uh, the kids' friends were there, and they they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Making salad dressing," and they're like, "What?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, it's basically sour cream and like it's a little bit easy. of mayo." I think this would be That's so it. good,
1: though. You know how I love a wedge so much? I think it'd be fun to do this on a twist of a wedge. I also think this Green Goddess. If you did, um, if you grilled up some romaine hearts, yes, and just made them kind of like charry, yeah, and then oh, just put the Green Goddess all over at the
0: top you could just do that and it would be phenomenal i am i am i'm like and again this is one of those things like it's not like i'm all in salads suddenly because i want to like only eat salads and restrict myself (laughs) per our earlier conversation i only
1: want to eat salads because guess what (sighs) greens are growing out of the ground in minnesota right now it's a this uh, is the
0: time these are our salad days it's
1: not being shipped in no from anywhere no or grown in a greenhouse it grows in the earth and you can eat it. But and The easiest thing to do, you guys, is grow greens. I know.
0: Shocking. I have radishes starting to pop. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the potluck stars that you should bring to your picnic to totally win. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. 100%. hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish and i gotta tell you we have a lot of great responses for this segment because i'm very excited about the fact that uh i have to go to a potluck it's not really a potluck it's my you know my daughter is having a party at her house and the uh the the the, the future in-laws are in town so we're all going to meet up we're going to meet the in-laws before the wedding
1: this is going to be so fun i
0: think it's going to be fun yeah you'll have a nice time i'll be exciting I'm very excited, but I have to bring something. I want to bring something. Of I'm, course. I'm, you know, that's the deal. And so, uh, I am going to bring, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to bring, but I do feel that there needs to be a couple levels of things you bring, right? I mean, and I know that there's other, there's already a pasta salad and a potato salad already being brought. So those are off. I can't do like my bacon. Potato salad, which I love. I love
1: potato salad. I mean, seriously, I love potato salad. But
0: so I'm going to tell you that what I'm going to bring is my summer quinoa salad, which is a kind of a just a big quinoa dish with it's sort of a, a sort of a Mexican flavor feel to it. Fun. It's got black beans. It's got a bunch of cilantro, lime, tomatoes, you know, green onions throughout. Toss all over, and the big thing is you kind of soak it in, in in a lime juice butter vinaigrette almost dressing great yeah it's really good and it's room temp so like boom and this is what i'm going to add to it chive blossoms because they're beautiful they're delicious and they're beautiful yeah that's so true a big quinoa salad is so
1: good i do one with um you know just sort of like a mediterranean twist on it where i'll chop up some red peppers and then i do um chickpeas in it yes and i love um, that one yeah and tomatoes and then i'll do feta and um, olives, Kalamata olives. Yeah. And then um, usually just a ton of flat leaf parsley and chives are good in anything. Yes. And just make a big batch. That's a, even if you're not doing a potluck, there was a period when I had a kitchen, which currently I don't have a kitchen, <laughs> you're but, on you the know, porch I'll be still. back to a kitchen, <laughs> but on the weekend, like on Saturday morning in the summer. So, you know, I'm big on making a soup on the weekend that everybody can just, if you're ever hungry, you just go in and you heat up a cup of soup yep. at any time over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I like to do that with a with a grain salad like that in the summer because then you just always have something yeah. in the fridge. And if you're my husband, you go in and you just eat it directly with a fork out of the serving bowl, which drives me crazy, but he does it.
0: You know what? Jay and I are like, I, I seriously stop. Bowl. I pull it out. I take like three forkfuls and I stick it back. I just... And I go, what if someone's going to come over and want to eat that salad? He's like, well, who's coming over? <laughs> my thing is, they'll never know and no one's going to die. So it's going to be fine. So you
1: asked on the Facebook page, uh, when you want to show up at a picnic potluck and really shine read show off what's the best summer dish that you bring and you so far have 62 comments
0: I know. oh my god my facebook just
1: freaked out on me too oh this is really fun um so many great ideas right Natalie says, I buy a tub of potato salad from Kowalski's, put it in my own container and hope no one notices. Dude,
0: I do love a cheat. I do love a cheat. Although the problem is that someone's going to taste and go, Oh my God, I love this Kowalski stuff too. (laughs) And then you're kind of, uh, your cover is blown a little bit, but that's okay. I don't really mind, but I think, uh, so Adrian says she's usually asked to bring veggies and dip, but I make some of the best dips, goat cheese, pesto dip, carrot, hummus, edamame, hummus, Mexican corn dip. That is a really good idea. The dip. I mean, if you're talking about low key Like go buy your veggies all cut up and then if you make a dip that shines, that's all that's I mean, that's worthy enough. I know that's a
1: really good idea. Um oh Sue says Greek salad kebabs. So, you know, a lot of people do the Caprese kebabs, which is fun, but this it looks like she's got feta, olive, cucumber a little bit more feta and tomato on a kebab. Yeah. And those are fresh. It is nice to think about things that that people can just pick up individually and eat.
0: I do love those. I kind of made a joke about them earlier, but I do love them. And I think that they are always a thing that people get excited about. So I do love that. Somebody, uh, Raleigh gave us an entire ramen noodle salad recipe. I know. And I think that's an awesome thing. Because, you know, it's that whole like chow mein salad kind of. But do it with ramen. What a great idea. Yeah, this is good.
1: A tortellini pesto pasta salad is what Jamie Suggested people lose their minds over. I mean, there is something really great about pasta salads with tortellini in it. Oh, like the tortellini from the refrigerated sections. They're so good. (laughs) They're so good.
0: Um, We have a Greek veggie salad recipe that has been copied and posted. I do love that. How about cream cheese bars with honey powdered sugar? I mean, uh, raspberries, blueberries. I mean, we haven't even talked about bars because bars are a, a very worthy thing. My, lemon bars.
1: Bars are my favorite. My food.
0: mom is legendary
1: for her, love, her lemon bars. Oh, gosh. Seven layer bars. Yeah. Bring on all the bars. Sarah suggested a watermelon salad with feta and mint. And I know that was really big like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I still really love that. That's it's, a good one. When you get a really good feta and you kind of do big chunks of it. Yeah. And the mint is so wonderful. And watermelon is so sweet that when you do it and with a savory way, it's yeah. just really refreshing. Yeah.
0: Um, Kathleen brought up the fact that Bill Smith's Atlantic Beach Pie is something we talked about on the show a years ago. And I did it. And it is, you guys, easiest thing. You don't have to make pie crust. You just crush up a bunch of saltines with butter. And that's the crust. Yes. It is the best, easiest, like, beach pie, like, quick Picnic pie that you could ever possibly want. Oh, that's great! Yeah, Denise suggested
1: seven layer bars, and she's right.
0: I and she's right. A, I, I love it. I eat a it. seven
1: layer bar all day. That's because butterscotch is underutilized. So true. And I Why? love
0: it. Why? Where did butterscotch go? I feel like in the seventies it was like so hot and so big. Bring it back, it's just gone. man! I'm all about it. Um, I got to tell you that. Uh, Oh, a cheese board, of course. is a temperature controlled potluck, a cheese board. If it's outside, I have room temp potato salad with mint, garlic, and olive oil, no mayo. Tracy suggests Ooh, um, pickle
1: roll ups, which we refer to as Norwegian sushi. Yes, which Minnesota we
0: sushi. eat every day at our We eat house. It all <laughs>
1: the time pickle, cream yeah. cheese, ham, or you could do pastrami, you could do. Whatever.
0: What about sun-dried tomato dip? Nobody makes sun-dried tomato stuff anymore. I feel like that, again, was the 80s. Like, let's have that. So
1: good. Especially when you get the sun-dried tomatoes that are packed in oil, and then you use the oil, too. Yeah. Mm Delicious.
0: Um, okay, you guys, There are so many great ideas here that I want you to think about this as, uh, you know, a resource for you when you're doing things. Ooh, quickly, Elizabeth Quinn, deviled eggs using bacon fat to replace half the mayo. Season the filling with sharp mustard and top with crumbled bacon. Oh, hi. Um, hi. Hi. Hi is Having right. that, like wanting that now, right now. These are fun ideas, too, of things to
1: prep to go up to a cabin. You know, yep. my big um, cabin strategy is always when you go up with multiple people, have one family yep. be in charge of dinner each night. Yep. I love that idea. And then everybody gets to,
0: you know, take a couple nights off and eat what people make. I love it. Um, All right. Just to let you guys know, there is, we are going to run the, you know, there is a giveaway going on on this Facebook page. So make sure that you, if you want to comment, we're going to roll it to the end of the hour and then we'll, uh, we will pick one winner to get two tickets to the Share Our Strength hot list for your beautiful comments. And we're going to randomize it. Actually, I'm going to let Elizabeth randomly pick it. Oh, I know. Ooh. So fun. So get your name on there. Um, Also, letting you know that I will also be making bourbon brownies. And you guys, those are delicious, and I will post those after I make them. Want that. So good. You're going to post gonna, the recipe somewhere? Yeah, I will put it on what to cook for when. Okay. So we'll put that up on the, uh, the old, and I'll put it on the Facebook page too. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Miss Lisa Johnson about her new peach cookbook. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome
0: back to Weekly Dish. We are here, and thank you for joining us on this sort of I don't know, Saturday. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen it's on kinda this Saturday. It's kind of smizzly outside, and it's fine. I know a lot of graduation parties are happening today, and I know a lot of festivals are happening today, but I'm just going to say we are hearty Minnesotans, and we will sally forth.
1: Yeah, a little sprinkle. Last night I was thinking, oh, is it going to rain? Is it not? And then we ended up going to the pool, and it didn't rain, and we had a great night. I know. Sort of one of those days where it can't quite decide what it wants to do. That was
0: kind of crazy. Um. So, gang, <laughs> we have Miss Elisa Johnson on the phone with us. Are you there, Miss Lady? Hello, Hello. I'm here. Hey, how are you? You are at a graduation party, I believe. I am, yes. (laughs) My nephew
2: is graduating this afternoon or today. So we're celebrating him down in my hometown,
0: which is in Owatonna, Minnesota. Shout out to the Southwest. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. So you are obviously a friend of ours and someone who is, uh, have you ever been on the show though? I haven't yet. No, this is my first time. Really? It's really
1: funny to me. Lisa, she's going to be on Twin Cities Live here coming up in the next couple of weeks, too. Right, Elisa? Do we have a date booked yet?
2: Um, I don't know the official date yet, um, but when I hear, I'll let you know. That sounds great. Yeah, great. I can't wait to find out. You can just let her know.
1: But it's so exciting to have Elisa here because Elisa, I mean, Elisa is one of the premier food photographers in the country. I mean, when you see amazing food photography, uh, particularly here, but then spreading all over the country, it is Elisa's work. And she is super crazy talented. And I've gotten to work with Elisa before, which is like very very exciting and I feel so honored but she was part of this peach truck cookbook and the cookbook just came across my desk um, this week Elisa and I just can't wait to like delve into it but I want to know sort of the origin story of how you and Peaches fell in love and then you took photos
2: (laughs) absolutely so I actually was commissioned by uh, food and wine to uh, photograph a story about Stephen and Jessica Rose and who are the owners of the peach truck Um, And they're based out in Nashville. And so in 2015, I went down um, to both Georgia, where the peach farm is, and Nashville, where they're based, uh, to kind of document their whole story for food and wine. Um, And then the story actually didn't run until 2016 because you have to shoot it, you know, a year before magazines, like, well, man, are you insane.
1: guys, how yeah. do you live like this? <laughs> this, this <is laughs> cra- you have no instant gratification. No.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. It's really hard to keep quiet about things sometimes. Um, but I really fell in love with both Steven and Jessica, their story, um, and this awesome culture that they've created around peaches. Uh, and then they invited me back in last year. We spent, um, basically a huge portion of the summer photographing this book. So we went back to the peach farm in Southern Georgia in a small town called Fort Valley, Georgia. And Stephen grew up there actually. So he, after he, um, kind of graduated and went to college out West, he really missed sort of that like nostalgic summer experience of peaches that he had grown up with. So when they moved back to Nashville that's when they decided like, Hey, we should bring, we should bring this experience of peaches to the people, to the people. So, Yes. To the people. So they have done absolutely that. And truly it is a culture around peaches. They go on tour with these peaches. Um, The most North that they come is Ohio. I believe this year they went to Florida and Texas um, all around um, Kentucky and Tennessee and stuff like that too. Um, you can also now order everything online so people in Minnesota can absolutely get some of these peaches and they are fantastic. Oh They're gosh. So
1: it does remind me like the peaches at the Minnesota State Fair are yeah. so fabulous and I like look forward to going and getting that one peach every year mm-hmm. and I am confident that this would this would Pass the test this would too. pass
0: the test now okay so this peach truck cookbook that you have done with them and you are, you know you are. so they're the ones who create the recipes but you're in charge of bringing that to life through the pictures yeah. how how does that collaboration work it
2: was honestly amazing um so Stephen and jessica and i had a really awesome relationship um and friendship to begin with uh but then collaborating on this project you know a cookbook is so much more than like an editorial feature you know right. We're shooting 100 recipes that are in the cookbook. So we had about three weeks of time that we spent in Nashville with a fantastic crew. I mean, I can't say enough about our digital tech and our assistants and our prop stylists and our food stylists. I mean, and honestly, the food stylists were the total heroes besides, you know, I guess I can say myself, but like in making the book look good because the food looks so beautiful. So it made my job, honestly, a lot easier from that respect.
1: Well,
0: let's um, talk
2: about,
1: Elisa. I want to yeah, ask you ahead. too about, um, sorry, I interrupted there, but about your, your perspective in terms of how important food photography is. And we all kind of laugh and joke that everyone takes a picture of everything before they eat it. But when it comes to a cookbook, I mean, I think the standard is that you have to have a photo with every recipe at this point. I mean, isn't that what people are expecting from cookbooks?
2: Absolutely. And I mean, that's what I expect from a cookbook, right? Like I generally kind of like pass through the pages where there's not a picture. Yeah, I want to know what it looks like. Um, and I want it to also be attainable. And that was one of the things that I think I'm most proud of of this book is that it's beautiful, but the recipes are equally attainable. Yes. Um, the woman who did or helped us all with the recipe development, her name is Tori. Um, she's out of Birmingham, Alabama. And she did an incredible job of making sure that these recipes really would be great for the home cook. And I mean, it's... It's really great how she's, like, reimagined the peach and, like, the way that you can use peaches. And so she also was there on set with us cooking and helping us with these recipes to make sure that they actually look how they'll come out when you're cooking them at home. When you're actually making them.
1: Yeah, we're talking with Elisa Johnson about the Peach Truck Cookbook, which Elisa photographed for. And, again, go to any food magazine anywhere and you will see elisa's (laughs) photography in it and it's fabulous
0: and there's things in here like these things like you know it's not just peach pie you know what i mean because i think a lot of people think well i don't want to want fruit peach cobbler Yeah. yeah and so i mean it's like slow cooker asian peach short ribs are in this book, you know, things like spicy jerk chicken with a peach chutney or grilled kale with ricotta and peaches. Like these ideas that you can see it differently is kind of just, I think wonderful and comes from a family who is obviously so ingrained in the production and the growth and, and really kind of giving peaches to people passionate about that one ingredient, you know, and I,
1: I have seen sort of a backlash against cookbooks because everyone goes, well, why do I need to buy a cookbook if I can just get the recipes online? And Alisa, I think a point that you made was really important. And we talked about this a little bit last week on the weekly dish, because we have a recipe developer who is often on twin cities live. And she just like bangs the drum against these viral recipes because people think they're bad cooks when they make something that they find this random recipe online and it doesn't turn out great. And, Uh, Our friend Mary Jane always says it's not you're not a bad cook. That's a bad recipe. And so when you're working on a cookbook, you generally can rely more on the recipes and the fact that they've been tested and that they've been tested in different cooking situations and have a a higher level of confidence that it's going to turn out. And that's important because it's your time and it's your resources. I mean, it's not cheap to get out there and buy food and, you know, and make something great. So I love that you're super confident in the just the efficacy of the of the recipe.
2: Absolutely. And I can confidently say that I ate my way to the making
0: of this book. <laughs> I was going to say what's your favorite peach thing?
2: I know I don't know if there's honestly a recipe that I don't like. Um one cool thing also about the book is that there are a handful of recipes that are submitted by some of Nashville's uh, best chefs. And so, like, Sean Brock has his burger recipe in there. Oh. That's incredible. And there's a peach ketchup that goes with that. Candy um, from City House has a peach vinegar salad that is, like, one, maybe one of the most, like, incredible side. I mean, it can be a, a salad on its own, but it can also kind of be a
1: condiment. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Yum. And it's it's amazing. That was absolutely one of my favorite ones. Also.
1: Oh gosh, these recipes just look fabulous. Peach grilled cheese with bacon. Oh, I mean, yeah,
2: I've- I mean, they go on. And I think in the beginning of this project, we were kind of like, okay, like, how many ways can you reinvent the peach? Right? <laughs> I know. And seriously. Then. Then we started shooting it, and it was just, like, day after day after day, we were, like, our minds were blown. And also, we never got sick of peaches. I was I mean, going to ask if that
0: was the case, so that's good. No,
2: not at all. Like, we, and even the owners, like Steve and Jessica, who, like, their lives revolve around peaches, they also were not sick of peaches um, by the end of this. So, I mean, the peach is such a wonderful thing. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful. It's, it, mm-hmm. it is summer, it's summer. And, you know, peaches are only in season for so long. Um, but kind of the cool thing about this book, too, is that it will continue to live on summer after summer. Yeah. Because peaches are only in season for such a short amount of time. So it was just an incredible, incredible opportunity and process to make this book. And. Um besides the recipes, you know, we really dove into their story, and you know there 's pictures there from the farm their family
0: it 's their- really a story of the family, yeah, which is so lovely, and yep. that 's just and, and and for me, the cookbooks are the thing that I want to sit. On my couch or in my deck chair, and I'm going to page through them. I'm going to read them like an actual novel. So for that, I thank you because the pictures are stunning to go along with that story. Oh,
1: Lisa, we're so happy for you. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. it? Is it available on the 25th, I think, or is it now? On the 25th,
2: um, it launches nationwide. Um, So right now you can pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or you can go to thepeachdrug.com, and there's a link there to pre-order it as well. Um, if you happen to be in an area where the peach truck is on tour between now and the 25th, um, they're selling them at their tour stops also. Um, But,
0: June twenty seventh is when they'll all ship out. June I would, line, so. I would tell you guys if you go to the Peach Truck website, you can get a gift box of thirteen fresh peaches for forty two bucks. I know that seems like a lot, but I gotta tell you, that's fun. Have them shipped. It's ship. so worth it. If you want to have those shipped to you and then have the book as well, that would be like what a gift! Oh, what a fun weekend! You'd that be signing yourself up for success. I love it. All right, oh. thanks, Elisa. Go have fun. Thank you. Okay, See you guys, <laughs> we'll Bye. be right back. Hey everybody! Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed any part of this sparkling content, is like what I like to call it, <laughs> sparkling content. Uh, it is going to be available on podcast. Podcast one, Weekly Dish podcast. We are just there, and like I was talking to Julie earlier in the show, there's extra content there that is you know informational and good. I hung out with the Pajarita guys. We talked about tequila. It's stuff you need to know. Speaking of podcasts, yeah. you were a guest on my podcast. Yes, let's talk about that. This past week, if I can
1: just give that a little Dude, shameless give it a push. plug. Um, the podcast is called Best to the Nest, yeah. and it is hosted by me and my former My Talk 1071 radio co host, Marjorie Punnick. Love Marjorie. Who you know and love from not only the Marjorie and Elizabeth show, but mostly from the Ian and Marjorie show,
0: <laughs> which was
1: on for years in the mornings here on My Talk. So Marjorie and I have a podcast together, and it is all about bringing your best self home. Yep. So really focusing on making your home, you know, a healthy, beautiful, happy, joyful, fulfilling sanctuary. Yep. So that when, then you go out into the world, you are at your best and everyone else gets that instead of the idea of you go out into the world and everyone gets the smiling, happy, ha ha ha. And then you come home and, and you're, you're like, a jerk. At home. Right. I know. So it's sort of like flipping that narrative. So Stephanie, we had you on the podcast, um, The two episodes that just dropped this week, we do a podcast called Best of the Nest and then we do a mini episode called The Nest. Mm -hmm. And we talked with you a lot about uh, motherhood, how you defined yourself pre-motherhood, how you defined yourself post-motherhood. And then in our episode of the nest, we talked about summer drinks and what we're drinking this summer. And so it's episode 34 and 35. And hopefully we can link it up on the weekly dish yeah, Facebook page. I think we can, right? Yeah. And check it out. And, um, Hope, who's nice. our producer here, Hope produces our podcast too. So she's multi-talented. She is so talented, but those conversations were really fun. And can I just say, cause Stephanie won't say this about herself, but if you, Love listening to Stephanie on the weekly dish, which I know you do. You will love this perspective from Stephanie because we're not talking about food, we're right. talking about some more personal stuff. And I, think I don't remember what I said. To know her in a different <laughs> way. Yeah, don't listen to it. Right. I, if I listen to it, I'll be like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't have shared that. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I know. I, don't, I just feel like that's a great space to... And I mean, honestly, you know, we talk about food and we talk about our kids in relation to food, but what's hard, I don't ever get to just talk about being a mom and what that means to me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I kind of sat with the other night as I was thinking, you know, I have all this stuff happening where my daughter's getting married and there's another family coming in. And then, you know, my son, it came up, is come, drove up from Chicago, but then there's Jake who is 16 and going through his own stuff. And like all these levels of personhood and where I touch on all of them is interesting. And I'm a super introspective person, you guys. I, I basically unpack myself every single morning. And so it's sort of, it was fun to be able to share that and have a give and take with you guys about that. It was great. It was great. So best to the nest. Check it out. Stephanie's in the two episodes that just,
1: um, came Came out this past week, so they're awesome. ready to go for you. We're
0: gonna put it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on around town besides yes. the Stone Arch Festival, which you know is a great thing to go pop in. Um, there's a lot of things going on this weekend. Um, the Prize Brewing anniversary block party fun I know they have a lot of great stuff they have a lot of live bands here's one that I think is really fun that for some reason I seem to be obsessed with is the back to the 80s car show (laughs) in I think it's in Burnsville and I mean honestly I don't know why I'm so obsessed with 80s cars like Fieros and Suzuki Samurais and I'm going to show you a picture, just you, Elizabeth, because you're sitting here. But I was at my mom's house and I found a very '80s picture of me that. No, I know. I will be posting it later. That is such a great photo. Let's just say there's a lot of blue eyeliner, but there's also I had short. I had short hair, super like short cute hair, cute short you know poppy hair right and oh i love fuchsia and pearls hello you fuchsia could do the pearls. short hair i used to be able to do the short hair i used to cut my hair short all the time i don't have like pretty every couple years that. it's well i looked at that photo and i'm like wow there are no lines on that girl's face <laughs> what is up that was 30 years ago isn't that so, what
1: happens as you get a little bit older a little bit but it's father's day weekend so it is father's day weekend hopefully you're gonna take some time to hang out with your father what are you guys doing for your pops for your um, for the pops in your family first. I'm allowing uh, my husband to golf on Father's Day, which okay. he doesn't normally get to golf on the weekends. <laughs> That's a good thing. He golfs a lot for work, so we have to put some parameters on the golfing on the weekends. So he's going to golf uh, tomorrow morning. And then I'm sure we'll do some sort of dinner thing. I'm thinking about some sort of steak. I think I want to do a salad with that Green Goddess dressing that we you were should. talking about.
0: So are you gonna cook? You're not gonna make him cook. No. I'll this cook. is a weird thing about Father's Day. They're like, oh, dad'll grill, and I'm like, why does dad have why to does stand dad have the to the cook, cook on Father's Day? Yeah. yeah. And then we're just kind of gearing
1: up and making plans for the rest of the summer. I mean, yeah. we have so many other fun things to look forward to. This is just such a great time of year.
0: Do you also do stuff with your dad and like? We it, haven't made any plans okay. yet.
1: You know, Father's Day and Mother's Day are both a little loosey-goosey with us. We well, don't necessarily put too much pressure on it. Yeah. I mean, for Mother's Day, my parents said, hey, if you guys want to come down to our house, dad will make ribs. And so we all yeah. did that, and that was really fun. And so Father's Day, I mean, there will definitely be some phone calls and text messages yeah, and videos nice sent to and, the kids. Yeah. But in our house, and just in our family, it's which I like, even on both sides, my family and my husband's side, There are there are not a lot of pressure holidays where it's like you have to do this or I will guilt you. And I know that it can be like that in other families and it can be be a challenge. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I always like to shout out to on Father's Day and Mother's Day that I know that for people who maybe have lost their parent or going through something difficult with their parent or don't have the relationship that they want to with their parent or are they are both mother and father of either genders (laughs) it can be it can be a bittersweet holiday so Mm -hmm. i would say just you know take some time to embrace the ones that you love and um and enjoy yourself and kind of feel the feels if you're feeling it yeah
0: and i always like to say that you know for the single parents out there who are just kind of doing both jobs yeah it is a tough one and i feel you and i see you and i know that you are doing well and i'll just tell you this it's all going to work out I can tell you it's all gonna work out. That is very
1: good advice. Uh, you should make um, a blueberry gin and tonic, though. Um I, I do yeah. not want to leave without telling you briefly about this. Megan from Martina was on Twin Cities Live earlier this week, and she She's made, a rising star, that one by the way. She's darling. Mm-hmm. She also dates my friend from college, Chris Foster, <laughs> who knew? And then he was in the studio. And I was so delighted to see him. It I was do wonderful. love Chris Foster. Anyway, too. um, she made this uh gin and tonic, and I know a lot of like a lot of dads love a GNT. Little GNT. That's like a fun dad drink. A lot of moms love G&T's, anybody? But I feel like it's kind of a dad, a little bit of a dad thing. They're into it. So this one was really fun because she used Tattersall Gin and then Tattersall Blueberry Liqueur, Lemon Juice, and a little bit of Simple Syrup. Um, And then, of course, the tonic. And it was super simple. Yes. But the Blueberry Liqueur from Tattersall, have you had that? I don't think so. It is wonderful, oh. and it made the drink just like a pale blue, and really just a not an excessive blueberry flavor, yeah. a really nice amount, and like bright from the lemon juice, and then really herbaceous from the gin. So if you know if you've got someone in your life who loves a G and T, this is a fun. This is a great make. idea. Yeah, it was Is good. there,
0: did you put a recipe up on yeah, our I thing? I put a recipe. Okay. Yep. We're going to get that up on the page too, to let you know. That's awesome. Um, if you don't aren't doing anything on Sunday dad related, but are thinking about doing soccer related, just to let you know, the women's national team will be playing again on Sunday tomorrow. And here's a fun place to go, I think. La doña cervecería, which is a Mexican sort of influenced brewery we have in town in the Harrison neighborhood great. by International Market Square. Yep. And they are doing a street fair. They are locking the street down and doing an entire street fair in the name of the game. And this is also because they are a soccer bar. They have a little three on three field in front of their, in front of their brewery, Fine. which is a lot of fun. If you can't play, it's fun to just kind of go watch. But I'm telling you that the, uh, the women's team is going to be playing and it's a, they're, they're uh, battling Chile and it should be a great time. That's very good. Yeah, and I won't even get into the whole topic about the celebrations and stuff like that. Because don't talk about that. I don't want you guys to hate me because I'm fine with it. Okay, <laughs> so... I'm like, just, you know, if you come for the queen, you best not miss, is what I'm saying. <laughs> a controversial item. I have that. This week. Last thing I'm going to tell you is that the Two Pony Gardens Pizza Farms tickets are on sale. Oh, That's the buy. one in Long buy. Lake. Gotta buy. Super close. I have a link up on the feed at mspmag.com if you guys want to know. Okay, the winner. We're gonna, we are gonna we didn't pick a winner for the Weekly Dish. We're going to pick one on the website, on the Facebook page, about the winner for the two tickets to the Hot List event. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining, everybody. Ciao, ciao.